puck luck, regression, unsustainability. These are the kinds of words that come up for some when you look at Boston's 12-1-2 and record to begin the NHL regular season. Putting a bit of a different spin on the Atlantic Division power rankings, we're going to look at who is perhaps playing above their heads, who's underperforming, and what it means for the long-term outlook here in the Atlantic Division on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, November 16th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, please do smash that subscribe button so that each new episode is automatically added to your podcast reads and in the YouTube channel for you to consume at your leisure. And I really do appreciate all those who make the podcast a regular listen. You can also follow along on social media at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my hockey thoughts, and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. The Bruins are currently off until Saturday when they will take on the Montreal Canadiens, a rematch of last week's 3-2 overtime loss experienced by the Black and Gold. Still, they hold the top record in not only the Atlantic Division, not only the Eastern Conference, but the entire NHL. 26 points, an 867 point percentage. The New York Rangers second in terms of point percentage at 821. The Vancouver Canucks uh, second in terms of points, tied for third with Vegas with a point percentage of 781. But you hear a lot of talk about the Canucks, even this morning. I saw an athletic article pop up across the feed talking about expected regression for the Canucks. Right now, they're 12, 3, and 1. I think they have three of the NHL's leading scores, or the three leading scores in the NHL between Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, and JT Miller. Thatcher Demko is playing unreal at the moment among the league leaders in save percentage. I believe he's fifth at 932 behind Jeremy Swayman at 944. We look over to the Eastern Conference. Can we expect the same for the Boston Bruins? And I talk a lot about PDO on this podcast. And to break it down very simply, it's looking at five-on-five hockey where the majority of the game is played. And you look at shooting percentage five-on-five, save percentage at five-on-five, and you add it up. And the idea is... You'll either 
come down or go up to leveling off at around an even 100. So average of a 10% shooting success rate, 90% save percentage. Those numbers should generally fall in line. And I mean, even if you look at the overall PDO standings right now, there's 32 teams in the NHL and 17th right now is the Buffalo Sabres in terms of PDO 9.86 shooting percentage, 90.17 save percentage. And uh, there you have it. Now, what does that mean for our Boston Bruins? Right now, in the Atlantic, they are the top team in terms of PDO. An 8.88 shooting percentage, a 94.77 save percentage for a PDO of 103.6. So maybe their scoring at 5-on-5 is a bit lower than expected, but their save percentage is tops in the NHL at 5-on-5 at 94.77. We'll talk a bit later about the Boston Bruins specifically and what it means for, for them if their success right now is based on quote-unquote puck luck right now it's sure being heavily carried by the goaltending you have both goalies in the top seven in terms of save percentage in the NHL they're playing an equal amount of games you have that two-headed monster in net which is helping the Bruins despite perhaps not being the most prolific team offensively in terms of real stats the Bruins at the moment are the top defensive team in the NHL they're allowing only two goals per game when it comes to offense they rank 13th at 3.33 goals per game and that's in all situations that's total goals so five on five even fewer than that the goaltending has certainly been a bonus for the Boston Bruins, but that doesn't mean it's unsustainable. Now, what's interesting is that the next two teams in terms of PDO rankings in the Atlantic are the Detroit Red Wings and the Ottawa Senators. Senators entering action here on Thursday. Bottom of the Atlantic, 12 points in 13 games, 6-7 record. They do have a plus six goal differential, and you can see that they have a save percentage of 90.16, which is a bit lower, but they're getting the goal scoring with a shooting percentage of 11.76, around 11.8. 50 goals in 13 games, which is uh, which is pretty good for the Ottawa Senators. They're just not getting the goaltending. They've had some injuries on defense. Now, the Red Wings, they rank third in the Atlantic in terms of point percentage. They're not getting the goaltending, per se. They're at 91.02, but their shooting percentage, second highest in the Atlantic behind the Ottawa Senators. So, 
We all know they started off with a bang early on, boosted by Alex DeBrinket, Dylan Larkin. Those guys have gone a bit cold. Uh, Billy Huso, who I have on my fantasy team, has not been playing great. James Reimer has been stepping up and putting the better goaltending numbers. So if these teams can get better goaltending, it could help if the numbers drop. But right now, uh, they have inflated PEO, PDOs, and we'll see whether or not they can sustain it. The other team that's number four is the Montreal Canadiens. And they have a save percentage at 5-on-5 five five of 93.73, which is second only to the Bruins in the Atlantic. Their shooting percentage, pretty dreadful at 7.33, which is near the bottom of the NHL, uh, 24th, in fact. So if Jake Allen or Sam Montembo go a bit cold, they're not getting the scoring to sustain their success. Very interesting because Red Wings, Senators, Canadians were all in the bottom four of the division last season. Uh, Senators still at the bottom. Despite getting the offense so far, they're just not getting uh, the saves. They've also played only 13 games, but their um, win percentage, point percentage, still only 462. That's a big hole for them to climb out even as they've been getting some good scoring at, at five on five, not quite getting the goaltending yet that they were hoping from Eunice Corpusalo. So those are the top four teams in terms of PDO in the Atlantic. We'll look at the bottom four here uh, coming up in a moment and assess what it all means for the Boston Bruins in terms of puck luck here as the podcast continues. You should not have to worry about tickets for your next big event and you don't have to anymore because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports music comedy and theater in your area they have killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and the best price guarantee they take the guesswork out of buying tickets one of the things i love is you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive with their uh, guarantee, game time guarantee, you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account at game time and get $20 off your first purchase by using code locked on nhl game time last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We've talked about how the Boston Bruins sit first in the Atlantic in terms of points, point percentage, and PDO, which means their combined shooting percentage and save percentage put them at the top of the Atlantic, second only to the Vancouver Canucks. 
They're followed by the Detroit Red Wings, who are currently in a playoff spot. Uh, and also the Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators, both of whom are in the bottom four when it comes to points and point percentage. One thing that I found very interesting was that the Florida Panthers are pretty even right now at 100.2, a 985 shooting percentage and a 92.31 save percentage. So this is a team that has performed pretty on the level at the moment. They're not um, perhaps getting the offensive success, but Sergei Bobrovsky has played pretty well in net. And right now they're second in the Atlantic in points and point percentage. And that's without Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour. Add that all up and they're shaping up to be a team that is going to be pretty dangerous once again. Uh, of course, they beat the Bruins in the first round last year, went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. There could have been, you know, a Cinderella story that turned into a pumpkin here. This team's 8-1-1 one, and one over their last 10 games. They have won five in a row and are really showing no signs of slowing down at the moment. And that's without two of their top defensemen in the mix. And they should be getting those guys back uh, fairly soon, which will make them even more dangerous. So the Panthers have a pretty balanced attack. Sam Reinhart lighting things up, leading the way. 23 points in 15 games for them. That's probably a bit unsustainable, let's be honest. Matthew Kachuk, Alexander Barkov, Evan Rodriguez, Carter Verhage, uh, and Sergei Bobrovsky carrying the lion's share of the starts. 905 save percentage, so just kind of okay enough to uh, help the offense get the job done and give them that solid record so they could be a team that uh, narrows the gap when it comes to the Atlantic division. Now the Buffalo Sabres, they're at an even 109.86 shooting, 90.17 save percentage. Very disappointing start for them, all things considered. They were hoping for a boost in goaltending from rookie Devin Levi. They were hoping that their scoring would remain high level, one of the top scoring teams in the NHL last season. Of course, Tage Thompson was injured in the game against our Bruins the other night. And so he will be out for a month or so right now, 2.88 goals per game, 3.25 allowed. And the Sabres looking to be, this is kind of who they are at the moment. They don't have that all world goaltending. They were hoping for perhaps a bit too prematurely from Devin Levi. The offense is sputtering a bit. This team kind of is what it is. And I'm not expecting much more, especially with Thompson sidelined. Now, if you're paying attention, you'll notice that two pretty good teams I have left out so far. The Toronto Maple Leafs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the only two teams in the Atlantic with sub 100 PDOs. And a large piece of that is goaltending and uh, team defense. The Maple Leafs have a 
shooting percentage, which is pretty uh, pretty level. They're ninth with 3.53 goals per game. But the problem is they're allowing an equal number of goals per game, and their team save percentage at 5.5 is only 90.4. Uh, Ilya Samsonov got off to a very rough start. Joseph Wall has shown flashes, but their overall team defense, you know, bringing in John Klingberg was a mistake. Tale as old as time. Toronto's team defense, just not very strong. The offense, especially... Their high-end guys is all-world, but it's not enough to make up for those defensive defensive deficiencies. Still, they are sitting tied for fourth in the Atlantic with the or tied for third, I should say, with the Detroit Red Wings. Each team with eight, five, and two records, six hundred point percentage, and the Leafs fairly even when it comes to goal differential, having allowed the third highest amount of goals uh, in the NHL, or sorry, in the Atlantic this season. And that brings us to the Lightning. They have been playing all year without their number one goaltender in Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, Jonas Johansson has played well in his uh, absence, but obviously there's a huge drop-off between Andre Vasilevsky and Jonas Johansson, who's currently rocking a save percentage of 896. Vasilevsky has been practicing and could be ready to go sooner than later. But this team also has other problems. They've been shut out twice in a row, which is un- uncharacteristic of the high-powered Tampa Bay Lightning, usually high-powered offense, rolling on the power play. So if Vasilevsky can come back, might give the offense a bit of a boost. Tampa, I would expect, would still be a playoff team, although they're showing signs of uh, maybe slowing down and the end being near for this crew. But you would think the same on the Bruins without Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci and look what they are doing. Now in In real terms, 8 through 1 in the Atlantic at the moment. Senators, Sabres in the basement. Canadians, Lightning, both at 500. Maple Leafs, Red Wings, 600. The Panthers, the 700-point percentage. And the Bruins, clearly a first at 867. Goal differential of plus 21. Next closest is the Panthers and Red Wings at plus 6, as well as the Ottawa Senators even though they're in the basement. So the Bruins pretty firmly up there. Florida's a team to watch. If Toronto can figure out their team defense, they should be a team to watch, as well as Tampa with Andre Vasilevsky coming back. But it looks like Boston and Florida will be the teams to beat here once again in the Atlantic and uh, will assess whether Boston's success is based purely on puck luck and whether they can keep it going here. Coming up. As the podcast continues. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. 
So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And it's not just NFL. You can also get in on the action in terms of the NBA and the NHL. For example, uh, Ottawa, Detroit playing this afternoon. The over-under is 6.5. You can put some money down there. And uh, their app is so easy to use. Wide range of betting options. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. Get into the NHL action as well with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So are the Boston Bruins doomed to regress? Are they playing at an unsustainable pace? Well, yeah, a little bit. We, we said that last year, though, and they kept it going. So perhaps head coach Jim Montgomery's system has a little uh, a little extra something there, a little something up the sleeve to help keep it going. The key for me is the fact that Boston's Save percentage is not boosted by one single player, by one goalie. They have this two-headed monster in net, and you look around the NHL, some teams have one star goalie and then a backup who can come in, a scheduled loss per se, or somebody that you're throwing out against a lesser team around the NHL just to give your guy a break playing him against the, I don't know, the Sharks or the Oilers, the Predators, the Blackhawks, the Bruins though. The reason their save percentage can remain pretty high team wise is because on any given night, the Bruins know they're going to get a level goaltending from either Jeremy Swayman or Linus Allmark. And they're also getting consistent offense from David Posterdock, who's showing he's not just a one-trick pony. It wasn't a one-hit contract year last year. He's upping his game to the point where he's still on pace for 60 goals and he's on pace for a smashing of his career high in assists as well. He's helping drive play. He's getting primary assists. He's creating for his team. And they're getting secondary scoring from the likes of James Van Riemsdyk, from Pavel Zaka, from Brad Marchand. Just think about when uh, Jake DeBrus can get going as well. Only one goal so far this season. Charlie McAvoy is driving things from the back end as well. This is a team that has the horses to remain a high-end team. And we've been saying that. Despite all the players that have come and gone from last season, the career guys like Bergeron and Krejci, you still have this two-headed monster in net. You still have a Norris Trophy caliber defenseman in Charlie McAvoy. You still have a Hart Trophy Art Ross contender in David Pasternak. All the doom and gloom was premature to be sure. And sure, they don't have the highest ranked center depth in the NHL, but they're still getting it done. Zaka, Coyle, Beecher, Patra have 
given the Bruins enough to get it done up to this point. And the key is the goaltending. I can't stress that enough. Without um, that rotational excellence in net on a game-by-game basis, it gives those guys up front just all the confidence in the world to go out there and play their game. They know that if they make a blunder here or there, those guys can cover for them. They know that these guys are going to be aggressive. They're going to make saves and they'll give them a chance to win 95% of the time based on the uh, save percentage posted so far by the Boston Bruins. So is there some puck luck here? I mean, their shooting isn't inflated. So the offense could even take a step up. They're working on their five-on-five game. The save percentage is really keeping them afloat. The penalty kill for sure is helping. The power play can get going even more then this team will truly be uh, a difficult one to beat on a night in and night out basis. The Bruins penalty kill is second in the or first in the NHL again at 91.2 uh, power play picking up a little bit 22%. If they can improve on that, I mean, this team is really, really going to be cooking, but again, don't, discount the Florida Panthers who have found a way much like the Bruins last year to get it done amid key injuries and who are looking like a dangerous team once again. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me tomorrow. We'll be back to preview Saturday's game against the Canadians and bring you all the latest on the black and gold. Don't forget to check out locked on sports today, 24 seven coverage of the top sports stories with local experts from Locked On locally and our national shows. Go to Locked On Sports today. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Please do subscribe here as well if you have not already. And join me again tomorrow on a fresh new episode. I'm going to try to finally get rid of this cold. It's still lingering, but uh, we press on and grind it out because we love the Bruins. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Bruins, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.